Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Texas Ag Today. I'm your host, Kerry Martin, along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. The Texas Cattle Feeders Association has a new leader. I'm Jessica Dolmel, and I'll have that story coming up on Texas Ag Today. Researchers at West Texas A&M are taking a lead role in a project that has implications for both human health and the cattle business. I'm James Hunt, and I'll have that story coming up on Texas Ag Today. It's wheat planting time here on the rolling plains, but some changing weather is not exactly cooperating with the effort. Hello, I'm Barry Mahler, and I have the story in my report from North Central Texas. We'll have those stories, plus the latest news from Washington, Texas Wildlife News, and a complete look at the markets all coming up. But first, here's Jessica Domel with news headlines. The Texas Cattle Feeders Association has named a new chairman, Scott Anderson, co-owner of CRI Feeders in Guymon, Oklahoma. He said the beef industry is facing several challenges that will impact the future and sustainability of feeder businesses. He said he is optimistic they will meet and overcome the challenges and find solutions that continue to make the feed yard industry stronger, better, and more resilient. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service will host a weekly webinar series on landowner laws and responsibilities from 1 to 3 p.m. on Fridays between October 23rd and November 13th. You must RSVP with one of the extension agents in Lampazes, Mills, or Burnett County. It looks like Texas will see a drier and warmer than normal winter this year. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has released its U.S. winter outlook, forecasting warmer than normal temps across the southern tier of the United States, Hawaii, and northern Alaska, and below normal temperatures for the northern U.S. Wetter than normal conditions are likely across the northern tier of the U.S. The southwestern United States, Texas, the Gulf Coast, and Florida are likely to see drier than normal conditions thanks to La Nina. Drought is expected to expand and intensify in Texas through the end of January. La Nina is the name given episodes of the cooling of sea temperatures in the equatorial Pacific. It occurs less often and opposite of El Nino weather patterns. There's good news for milk, cheese, and ice cream lovers. Texas dairy farms are producing more milk. According to a new report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Texas dairies produced 3.66 billion pounds of milk in the July to September quarter. That's up slightly from last quarter and is up 6% from the same time last year. The average number of milk cows was 594,000 head. That is up 27,000 head from the same quarter in 2019. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service now has an online beekeeper 
bookkeeping course to help beginners. The course is available on agrilifelearn.tamu.edu. That is agrilifelearn.tamu.edu. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domal. It's wheat planting time here in Texas, but the weather is not exactly cooperating. Barry Mahler has more from the Wichita Falls area. The widespread rain here on the rolling plains in mid-September, in fact, it's the most widespread rain we've seen mostly all year, sent farmers to the field to plant winter wheat. market was even looking better than in months past as weather conditions around the world are not what they've been with drier weather reported in some of the key growing areas. So optimism was high. And then conditions quickly changed as the cool, wet weeks turned into hot, dry weather again. Late September and early October is a good time to plant wheat. The ground is still warm, which brings good, quick emergence of the plant. And the early growth can be used as livestock grazing, taking the pressure off pastures. The abrupt weather change has brought about a change in attitude for many producers, though. The warm weather, with the help of some wind, has seen fields dry out quickly, leaving stands of wheat spotty. And then the fall armyworms appeared, and the situation got worse. I made a swing through some of the wheat growing areas last week and saw a lot of stands of wheat where the tractor tracks have not come up yet and saw a young crop in stress. Hot weather has returned now with temperatures in the 90s for several days and some areas over 100, which is very unusual for this time of the year. Well, the market continues to stay stronger than we've seen in several years, so you can bet that farmers are not ready to throw in the towel on this one. And there's still plenty of time to plant or replant the crop but replanting and spraying takes a toll on the profit margin. At best, it looks like this one is not going to be easy. Reporting from North Central Texas, I'm Barry Mahler for Farm Bureau Roundup. When it comes to growing corn, Texas farmers have a lot of technology to choose from. Tom Nicoletti talks with one Texas-based agronomist about those choices. My guest today is Ron Joyner. He is a field agronomist with Pioneer for Central Texas. He's uh, located in McGregor. And Ron, today we're going to talk about uh, Pioneer Technologies that are out there for farmers uh, in uh, in Texas and uh, specifically for corn farmers. And uh, let's first talk about uh, a technology that has been available for several years uh, called Leptra. What is Leptra and what uh, makes it unique for uh, corn farmers? Great question, Tom. Thank you for having me on. Um, Leptra from Pioneer is a unique three-way combination of above-ground BTs that help defend against key pests that we see in central Texas and corn. Controls a real broad spectrum. Essentially, you can see control for corn earworm, European corn borer, southwestern corn borer, and fall armyworm, just to name a few. Now, does it help manage insect resistance? Sure does, Tom. In fact, that's one of the unique things about our Leptra lineup that differentiates it from other companies. That three-way stack uh, helps uh, manage trait durability and preserve the current generation of insect protection technologies for our growers for not just today, but on into the future. Now, Ron, how many uh, hybrids uh, does Pioneer offer in uh, Leptra technologies? Growers have uh, seen the results for the last couple of years with Leptra, and they've really pushed us as a company to uh, ramp up that lineup. And I'm really proud of the fact that today we have eight hybrids that are suited for Central Texas, and they range all the way from a maturity of 103 day all the way up to 120 days. So we have a very extensive line of Leptra products for 2021. Now, Ron, a relatively new technology is called Chrome for uh, corn farmers. What's the importance of uh, of Chrome for them? So 
Chrome is a, a brand new technology just really getting to market. Uh, it's a unique offering from Pioneer that helps control insect pests. So it offers a, a perfect balance of yield and insect protection. It, uh, Chrome utilizes one of the most optimized rootworm BT events in the market. So it really, uh, really affects both above and, and below ground pests. What can uh, producers expect uh, yield-wise by using Chrome? So results uh, from 2019, uh, we saw about a 8.2 bushel advantage over competitors in our trials uh, with growers who are using Chrome technology. Uh, we also see about a 17% improvement in root development in the hybrids that have the Chrome technology inserted. Now, what are some of the key hybrids offered with the Chrome for the 2021 growing season? We actually have six hybrids uh, that, that are suited for our area all the way, 106 day all the way to 117 day. Uh, some of the key products that a, a grower would want to look out for is 1366Q, 1244Q, 1415Q would be a few they might want to try. That is Ron Joyner, Pioneer Field Agronomist for Central Texas, talking about the Leptra and Chrome technologies. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. A Democratic clean sweep of the White House and Congress in next month's election would have far-reaching effects on U.S. agriculture. That's from the GOP chairman of the Senate's Tax and Trade Panel. Senate Finance Chair Chuck Grassley expects many of the same tax, trade, environmental, and energy policies to stay in place if the White House and Senate stay in GOP hands. But if Biden would win the Senate, I would expect them to take a sharp turn to the left on waters of the U.S. Uh, I would expect that with environmental opposition to any uh, internal combustion engine, that we're going to have uh, environmentalists fighting ethanol because environmentalists want to get rid of gasoline. Former Vice President Biden wants to electrify the motor vehicle fleet by mid-century to address climate change. But Grassley argues doing so will end ethanol and the jobs it employs. Grassley also sees big changes ahead on trade, especially with China. If uh, Biden takes a different approach to China, and he's pretty chummy with China, as you can tell, from what's happened with his son Hunter and, and all of those trips to China, and uh, not having an aggressive policy towards China and not taking command uh, and complete control of the South China Sea, we would lose leverage with uh, China. The Biden camp argues it would have better relations and improved trade relations with China, although Grassley says Biden wants to wait on trade until solving other issues. President Trump has taken a more aggressive posture with Beijing and has been criticized for his trade war with China. Well, we've already talked about the challenges of getting the winter wheat crop in the ground here in Texas, but what about in the rest of the country? Stephanie Ho reports from Washington. Weather for winter wheat growing areas will be a mixed bag. A lot of the rest of the country will continue to see open weather. Still a concern for winter wheat emergence and establishment in the drought-affected areas of the southern Great Plains. That was USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. But we've taken care of the dryness in some of the other areas, the rain and snow in the northern plains helping with the dryness there. 
Also, some rain occurring in the lower Midwest, helping with the winter wheat situation there. He adds that there will be unfavorably wet weather in the southeast. We do have some tropical showers not associated with a storm or anything. It's just a, a weak tropical wave that is bringing some rainfall to Florida. Over the next few days, some of that rain will spread to the north and west across the remainder of the southeast. The affected states include Alabama, Georgia, and possibly the Carolinas. This is Stephanie Ho for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Did you know you can buy your hunting and fishing licenses online? I'm Jessica Domel, and I'll have details on Texas Ag today. In a cow-calf herd, it's a challenge to identify heifers that will make successful cows. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd will take a look at that challenge coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. In a cow-calf herd, it is quite a challenge to identify those heifers that will make a successful cow down the road. Veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has some advice for choosing those heifers. Researchers at Virginia Tech are working on a method to identify heifers which will be able to reproduce successfully before actually adding them to the herd. This will save ranchers lots of money feeding heifers that may not ever become pregnant, as 15% of heifers do not become pregnant in their first breeding season. Feeding those heifers until the producer finds out they are not pregnant costs a lot of money. Fernando Biasi with Virginia Tech indicated in Beef Magazine that he received a $475,000 grant from the USDA, or U.S. Department of Agriculture, to conduct research to determine if genetic markers can be identified in heifers likely to have a calf. If we can find these genetic markers, these heifers can be tested before they are added to the herd and culled if not good breeding animals. Heifers need to produce one calf per year over their lifetime for the rancher to see a profit. These heifers are raised to gain enough size to have a calf at about two years of age, and it requires a lot of nutrition to accomplish this. If we could single out the ones that are likely to have a calf the first year and cull the rest, that would save the producers a lot of money. The researchers are working to understand the potential gene transcripts that circulate in animals' blood that can predict the likelihood of the cow becoming pregnant. It is always a challenge to determine which heifers to keep and which to cull, and blood testing may make this process easier and more accurate. Infertility and pregnancy loss is likely the item that affects the success of cattle ranchers more than any other. I hope you enjoyed today's Texas Vet News. I'm Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Did you know you can buy your hunting and fishing licenses online here in Texas? Jessica Domel tells how in today's Wildlife Report. 
Hunters and anglers across Texas are skipping the line and buying their New Year hunting and fishing licenses online. Carter Smith, executive director of the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, recently discussed the feature with the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. We've seen around a 70 to 75 percent increase from last year in the internet purchase of our hunting and fishing license sales. And I think that reflects obviously a couple of things. One, the increased use of digital media and smartphones to transact business. And we've adapted a lot of our agency-related offerings to making them smartphone-friendly. But also, with legislation that was passed last session, it allowed for people to be able to show essentially digital proof of a license in the field by our game wardens, you know, if they didn't need a tag to tag a deer or turkey. So we have a lot of hunters that are taking advantage of that. That was TPWD Executive Director Carter Smith. You can buy your new hunting and fishing license on the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department website, tpwd.texas.gov. Click on the link in the top center of the page that says Buy a License. Again, that website, tpwd.texas.gov. Toyota Bassmaster Texas Fest will return to Lake Fork for the second year in a row, November 5th through the 8th. The event was originally originally scheduled for June, but was postponed. Bassmaster Texas Fest is an elite series tournament. 85 of the top bass anglers in the world will compete for a total prize purse of $1 million. Proceeds from the tournament benefit the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department's youth fishing and urban outreach programs. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. The cattle market continues to struggle this week with a mostly lower close for both live and feeder cattle. However, the cotton market defies the odds and continues to climb well above 70 cents. We'll take a look at all the livestock, grain, cotton, energy, and financial markets coming up next. And we'll do it all right here on Texas Ag Today. know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the traffic signs at the crossing. For help, call the number on the sign and give them the crossing number so they know your location and can alert train traffic. Remember, find the blue and white to save your life. For more information, visit OLI.org. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. Well, the cattle market continues to struggle this week. After several weeks of a very bullish market, we've seen a lot of pressure come into this market. We kicked it all off on Monday with a huge drop in both live and feeder cattle futures, and the market's been struggling ever since. We closed with October live cattle down 47, 103.65. December down 87, 104.57. February down 57, 108.07. Feeder cattle close mixed. October down 10, 134.40. November feeders up 37, 131.15. The January up 37, 127.07. Cash fed cattle trade at a standstill at midweek. 
We did see some movement earlier in the week. Actually, on Monday, we saw some fed cattle sales. However, things have slowed down. It looks like the feedlots are taking their time. Packers do have bids out there at 104 in Nebraska, 106 in Kansas. The online fed cattle exchange Wednesday sold some Texas cattle, 518 head. All of those cattle selling at 106 and a quarter to 1650. Boxed beef prices mixed, choice down 95 cents, 209.65, select up 30, 191.97. Let's check the feeder cattle auctions now. El Campo Livestock in El Campo, Texas, selling 563 head this week. The trend was steady to higher. Two to three weight steers, $1.70 to 205 a pound. Three to four weight steers, $1.42 to $1.60. Four to five hundred pounders, a dollar twenty-nine to a dollar sixty-eight. Five to six weights, a dollar twenty-five to a dollar sixty-three. Six to seven hundred pounders, a dollar eight to a dollar twenty-four. With seven to eight weight steers bringing a dollar five to a dollar twelve a pound. Slaughter cows had a big range, ten cents to fifty-seven cents a pound. Slaughter bulls, fifty to seventy-seven. East Texas Livestock, Crockett, Texas, selling 2,356 head this week. The trend there was steady to lower. Two to three weight steers, $1.20 to $1.72. Three to four hundred pounders, $1.18 to $1.60. Four to five weights, $1.15 to $1.58 a pound. Five to six weight steers, $1.10 to $1.30. With six to seven hundred pounders bringing $1.05 to $1.14 a pound. Slaughter cows, 38 to 60 cents. Slaughter bulls, 71 to 85. Stocker cows, 680 to 1225 ahead. Back over to the futures market now where lean hogs closed lower. December down 5 cents, 69.20. February hogs down 82 at 68.45. Class 3 milk was mixed. October up 14 cents, 2160 100. November down 64 at 20.85. The cotton market continues to defy the odds and move higher. We're well above 70 cents now. We've got a weaker dollar over the past couple of weeks. That's been a supportive factor. Actually, though, the cotton market technically is in an overbought status. However, that doesn't seem to slow it down. We close with December cotton up another 63 points. 7165, the march up three, 7173. Kansas City wheat was slightly lower. December wheat down one and a quarter, 469 and three quarters. New crop July wheat down one and a quarter, 586 and a quarter. December corn up a nickel, 413 and three quarters. In the energy markets, November natural gas up 12 cents at 303. December crude oil down a dollar seventy-one, thirty-nine ninety-nine a barrel. The financial markets lower. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down ninety-eight points at twenty-eight thousand two hundred ten. The Nasdaq down thirty-one, eleven thousand four eighty-four. The S&P five hundred down seven, three thousand four hundred thirty-five. Well, that does it again. We've wrapped up another episode of Texas Ag Today. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Be sure to check us out again tomorrow. We'll have all the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Kerry Martin, and this is Texas Ag Today. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. 
For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.